So kind of accepting the fact that I'm going through something negative that's affecting my mental health. Is it mm-hmm. like, isn't that sometimes they want validation? Like, no, yeah. I'm not okay. Maybe I'm just going through something brief. I don't have a disorder. I don't have anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the two big things is being able to open up is the biggest challenge with people that are close to them. And yeah. then really accepting what they're going through. Sometimes you have to tell them, no, what you're going through, you are depressed. Yes. And then for them to understand that it is okay. Yes. Yeah. That's part of being a human being. We have great emotions. We feel great and excited. And then you're going to be, there are going to be times where, you know what? I'm down too. Yes. Yes. You can be down. That's part of being human. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Anya Fombat, and I spark the heart conversations that challenge questionable cultural and societal norms that threaten the well-being of the African community. And I also share stories about growing up as Africans in Africa and in the diaspora. I strongly believe that normalizing open discussions and sharing experiences, whether good or bad, will not only make you find your voice, but will broaden your sense of purpose and empower others to do the same. So if you have ever tried challenging certain African cultural and societal doctrines, or if you have ever felt like it is about time that we confronted these issues in our African community and do better as a people, or even if you have always been interested in learning about the experiences of other Africans growing up in Africa and the diaspora, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Living African. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living African podcast. And today we will be talking about another field in mental health, which is anxiety and depression. So I will start by telling you guys and reading out verbatim exactly what mental health is. So according to the World Health Organization, mental health is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Our mental health is very important, but it is always overlooked in our communities. And this is typically due to the fact that uh, there is ignorance in the community about the seriousness of mental health problems. There is also the stigma against people living with mental illness. And there is also the common mistaken beliefs that mental health or mental illness cannot be treated. So today we will be debunking all of these beliefs. I have here Ani Atabong, who is one of the most knowledgeable psychiatric nurses that I have met. And she is a huge advocate for mental health. We will be discussing these issues as well as recent events related to mental health, specifically depression and maybe anxiety, which have happened in our African community. So just a brief background on who Anyi Atabong exactly is. She's a healthcare practitioner who obtained her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing and a Master of Science in Nursing as a family nurse practitioner from Coppin State University in Baltimore, Maryland. 
She also obtained her postmaster's certification in psychiatry from the University of Cincinnati and is currently pursuing her doctorate degree in nursing from Duke University. She is dual board certified and is licensed in the states of Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. She has worked in the healthcare industry for over 15 years, providing care in a multitude of settings such as the emergency room, HIV and AIDS clinics, home health, occupational health centers, substance abuse clinics, and community-based clinics. She is currently a practitioner for Talkspace and the co-founder and CEO of the Capital Multi-Health Group, Inc., which is a medical practice based out of Crofton, Maryland, that covers a wide range of services, but focuses specifically on mental health disorders. She's extremely passionate about working with minorities, the underserved, and individuals who suffer from mental health disorders in a stigma-free environment, wanting individuals to become their best self. In her spare time, she loves to travel, to go out to brunch, and also spend time with family and friends. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the one and only Ani Atabung. <laughs> Everyone. I wish there should be like a hand of right? applause, like a round of applause. Exactly. Like, yay. I there was some like Afro beats coming in, so I could do right? like as you were giving my little bio, and I'm walking in. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like you were the perfect person for such a topic as this, considering you know your expertise, your experience. I mean, I can't wait to like dive deep into our discussions and just, you know, talk about certain things that, you know, need to be talked about. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and like yes. I said multiple times, I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm so excited that you were bold enough and comfortable enough to even set the tone and even have the conversation, because that's one of the ways that we're going to start yes. being able to debunk these ideologies is being able to start talking about it. So this yes. is, Yes, I, I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful, forever grateful for, you know, you taking that time to come and sit down with me to have this discussion. So we will start with just, we, we will actually be talking about one story today. And this story happened earlier this year. This uh, was basically about a Cameroonian lady who was based in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So last month she committed suicide after finding out that her husband was being unfaithful. So allegedly, reports state that after she caught her husband in bed with another woman, she actually fell into depression. Very serious depression, of course, due to her husband's alleged cheating habit. And based on that, because of that, that depression, she took her life, right? So um, when I read this story, it really struck me and I felt so bad, you know, for what she went through looking from a mental health perspective. And that was another reason why that got me wanting to talk more to people or just to even see and understand further what actually goes on and the severity and intensity of mental health and how it can destroy us or how we can let other people, you know, destroy us when our mental health is not the best, right? So when I read this story as well, I went down to the comments to see if, you know, people will reason the way I am <laughs> reasoning. But based on the reactions of her demise, 
when I was reading the story, it was stated that, you know, she could not open up to her close friends or someone else for help and counseling. And so when I read the comments to this article or to this story, I mean, I could definitely understand why she could not open up to talk to someone. So I'm going to read a few of these comments and uh, we will talk about them, you know, afterwards. So one person said, no man or human being in this entire world is worth dying for. I mean, we all know that, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, the person went on to say, the earlier our sisters learn how to love themselves more than their partners, the better. If a relationship is toxic, quit, right? Just like that, quit. There is no prize to be won for having the best relationship. Sisters should learn how to love themselves and move on from toxic relationships. Another person said, you know, stupid woman. Another one was like, she died as a coward. Yep, the bitch died as a coward. And someone else was saying, you know, this is what you get when you de- when you derive your joy and happiness from a man. Another person was like, oh, well, just go look for your boy toy instead of killing yourself, right? And then another person was lovers of bad boys, good in bad. Oh yeah, see them now, like see it now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so all of this, almost all of these comments were basically demonizing this woman and her actions, right? I mean, there were one or two comments, you know, that, kind of made sense and I felt like they were more sensitive to the situation and so there were two people that said you know women don't support one another and she must have been betrayed before so she decided to rather die than open up to friends friends should be friends indeed and not wolves in sheep's clothing let us show love and care and see how the world is going to turn around Let's preach love, love, and love. People are so very weak at these days. And then another person said, may God comfort her family. One thing I have learned in life is everybody's mind and thought process is not the same. Some are strong and some can't bear it. God rest her soul. So, I mean, this story uncovers so much of what we are currently facing in our African communities, especially with regards to mental health. Right. And I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about things like that before we lose even more lives of men and women who are going through mental health issues. So I I just wanted to get your own perspective about the stories and then um, we could further talk about, you know, the comments and stuff, because from those comments, it's very obvious why she probably would have had a hard time, you know, talking to someone because of how insensitive these comments are. So I just wanted to get your own take on this um, story. It's pretty interesting because I'm wondering what the rest of the comments look like. But if you notice, it looks like probably a majority of them are really focused on her taking her life and no one said anything about the man yes yes cheated on her right Uh Uh uh-huh covenant you know you're out here doing this that and the third but no one really addressed that and so shame to her right for, for you know dealing with it the way that she did but like you said like you rightly said you know we we definitely need to as a community as a as as a sisterhood is to be able to open up we should be comfortable enough to open up yes. and talk to people about our feelings. Yes. Right. Because that's where it, it, that's where it all started. She, she probably couldn't. And the other thing too, is what was she going through prior to that? Yeah. She could have had a history 
of people being very deceitful. She could have been betrayed so many times. She probably had some underlying traumas that we don't know anything about. And yeah. then this was the trigger for her. Yes. Like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm done. I've gone through all of this. I don't, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so my husband to do this to me, I don't want to be here and I don't want to deal with it. And yes. she, and, and that's what she ended up doing. Right. Fortunately, I wonder if she had any kids. Did, did that? that one? It wasn't really stated if she had any kids, but you know, it's kind of interesting because someone else wrote, they were like, you know, I hope you did not abandon your children for another woman to deal with them now that you're dead. I will be mad at you if your decision to end your life and expose those children to the evil stepmother. If you can't stand a cheater, leave him alone and stay alive and healthy. Wow. You know, so, you know, I, I don't know if she had kids and that right. comment, obviously they weren't sure if she had kids, but they were already talking about the reason that we focused on. You killed yourself because you were selfish enough to let your children be with an evil stepmother, right? So, I, I mean, the, the whole insensitivity, like the, the, the whole lack of sensitivity yeah. regarding uh, this story really intrigued me, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I really feel like even in death, they were still bashing this woman, mm-hmm. you know, the typical African woman or the black woman, we've always been told to take things in, to take things in, you know, all of the comments that were so insensitive actually you could tell that if this woman was alive and she had to talk to someone they would probably have said oh you know stop thinking your man is a saint and exactly I what I said that's exactly what somebody wrote actually in the comments you know or all men cheat or what were you thinking you know you think someone actually said I wonder why this lady thinks marriage is happily ever after like cartoon fairy tales you know stop thinking your man is a saint fairy tale too so you know that's the interesting thing is we were quick to jump to assumptions and we don't have the full details to the story right right have that that you know that that you know the end of it where she took her life but we don't really have the details we're quick right assumptions and we're quick to quick to judge to judge yeah to judge and we have no business right to judge right and um i mean like i just had an episode about you know abuse domestic abuse right Mm -hmm. and it just goes to show how our mental health actually controls our entire life right and also goes to show how many things such as abuse, it could be emotional, physical, and even mental could affect our mental health, right? Because, I mean, in the previous episode, this girl, actually, her breaking point was to retaliate, which ended up putting her in jail for over five years, right? And another story of abuse, you know, the breaking point wasn't for the woman at this point, it was for the man who decided to take his own wife's life, you know, so all of these things, like all of these harsh realities of, you know, abuse in one way or the other actually affects our mental health. And, you know, one of the the things that we really want to debunk in our community, especially when it has to do with, you know, abuse and our mental health, for example, Mm -hmm. is that there is this kind of ignorance in our community about the seriousness of mental health, right? And I think this ignorance actually led people to be that insensitive because it leads to the lack of knowledge actually leads to that insensitivity, right? So can you actually give our listeners a different perspective or outlook with which they would have assessed this situation to understand her possible mental state prior to taking her life? You know, and the other thing too is, 
we underestimate the power of our minds. We yes. underestimate the power of our brains. And, and I tell people all the time, including my patients, your brain is your powerhouse. Yes. It is your absolute powerhouse. It is what it controls your thinking. It controls your behaviors or emotions. It, it controls, I mean, even your breathing. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's true. <laughs> it does. Yes. And so we, because we get up and go about our days without thinking about it, it's your brain that is really facilitating everything that we do. And if there's any kind of a shift in emotion, if there's any kind of a shift in a habit, that yes. also can be altered easily. Yes. You know, so so again, because we don't have enough history to really figure out why she did what she did, we definitely need to understand that because your brain is your powerhouse, you definitely need to to coddle it, just like how you take care of everything else. Yes. You definitely need to take care of everything else. Again, like I was saying, pretty much these conversations that we're having, you know, the, the biggest thing is to just sometimes we need to be able to put our feet in other people's shoes because we don't really know what she was going through. Mm -hmm. And so we just need to be aware that, you know, your brain has the power Mm -hmm. to make you do these things. You know, if you think about, have you ever been lost in thought to where you you end up leaving work and then you drive home and then you wonder how you got home? Yes. Right. That's true. Yes. brain. So sometimes things happen and you don't even realize they're happening. Yeah. This can happen. And so I tell patients all the time, friends, colleagues, you know, when we're having this conversation, we need to be aware and you need to pay attention to yourself and your thought process. Yes, that's very true. That's Mm -hmm. very true. I mean, mindfulness is everything. Mindfulness. I mean, mindfulness has actually helped me a lot personally, Mm -hmm. you know, so what you said was very true. So now from your experience, you know, from all the years of experience dealing with different uh, demographics of patients and specifically with, you know, the minority, the African community, right? What is the most common challenge that your patients have had with dealing with their mental health? Like, do they always feel heard? Like, what is really that one challenge? Being able to open up. Mm. So, you know, when you ask, you know, what what brought you in today? Why are you making your appointment? You know, they express what they're going through mentally, but then they're like, the biggest thing is I'm ashamed to tell my friends Mm -hmm. and family. I have no one to really talk to because I'm afraid that they're going to judge me. Yeah. Consider me weak, Mm. um, not strong. And, and it's really hard for them. And so it makes things 10 times worse. You're already going through something and then now you're scared to open up to someone because now you're going to even feel worse than you already are. Right. Um, And then for some also, I want to say the second thing, too, is some people need that second opinion for themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're going through something and they're questioning, but do I really have something wrong with me? Right. Right. So kind of accepting the fact that I'm going through something negative that's affecting my mental health. Is it Mm -hmm. like isn't that sometimes they want validation? Like, no, I'm okay. Maybe I'm just going through something brief. I don't have a disorder. I don't have anything wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the two big things is being able to open up is the biggest challenge with people that are close to them and yeah. then really accepting what they're going through. Sometimes you have to tell them, no, what you're going through, you are depressed. Yes. Are and then for them to understand that it is okay. Yes. You yeah. Know, That's part of being a human being. We have great emotions. We feel great and excited. And then you're going to be, there are going to be times where, you know what, I'm down too. Yes. Yeah. You can be down. That's part of being human. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You can be up all the time and you can be down all the time, right? Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's very true. And you know, this only highlights the necessity 
and the importance of us being accountability partners to one another in our community. Mm-hmm. If you see something, say something. Because growing up, they always taught us to not say something. You see something, do not talk about it, right? right. So it's like we have carried that culture, you know, throughout our lives. And that has most likely costed us so many lives that we would have otherwise have saved if we said something, right? I mean, when when I mean saying something, I'm not talking about gossip because it's different. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it's like you see something and you feel like you can help someone, you know, go to them and always create that safe space. And this is what I really want to do with this platform. Like I want this safe space where people can come without any judgment Mm -hmm. and have a voice. People who have been suppressed, people who have gone through stuff to have a voice to say something and to impact the lives of other people that may be going through a similar situation. I mean, unfortunately, this girl cannot. I wish she was here to talk to talk about her story with depression, but unfortunately, she took her own life. So this is an opportunity for us to talk to other women or even men who are going through similar stresses. Because I mean, especially in our community, a lot of us are stressed and we don't even know it, right? We've been through so much adversity from back home, the very hard life to even here, like just, you know, trying to integrate both cultures, trying to do all of those things. And so we're going to delve into that. Right. And and we have had, we've gone through so much, you know, we don't, sometimes we don't, most times actually, we don't know that we're depressed, right? So if we can be a shoulder to each other, to lie on, and I always keep saying this, like to build each other up instead of tearing each other down, you know, I feel like things will be better in our community and we will be happier and we will stay alive for the most part. We will at least take, have that motivation to take care of our mental health without having that judgment that's being thrown towards us. Like we're crazy people and stuff like that. Yeah. So I told people to be really careful with that word crazy, because I feel like honestly, as human beings, everyone has a bit of crazy, but figures are different, you know? And, and, you know, just to highlight back on what you were saying with the cultures is we have this conversation all the time, you know, our parents who probably migrated to the United States when they were much older adults, you know, those cultures are already instilled in them, those African cultures that they had, but then you bring them now to the, to a whole nother continent where their cultures are a lot more different. And so we start to have adversities when we're trying to merge, right? Cultures, yes. So we can talk about the U.S., the United States culture, and then merging your Sierra Leonean or your Nigerian or your Cameroonian cultures, Mm -hmm. mixing them together. It's hard because like you rightly said, back home, we're told to, you know what? Let's not I, talk about it. Yes. But here, we're encouraged. You speak up. Speak you up, yeah. You see it. something, you know? say something. That's right. <laughs> First Amendment rights. You have the right, right to speak up, be it 18 or 20. Mm, yes. And so then you have an older African adult who is looking at you like, that's not what we do. And you're looking at them and saying, no, 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 but that's what we do here. Right. To have, you know, those, 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 those little bumps in the road, but- like you said, we should, when you see something, you say something. Right. Right. And, you know, talking about that balance and integration of cultures, you know, I know that we mentioned, you know, between coming from back home 
and yeah. you know between the west and you know africa basically mm -hmm. going abroad in the diaspora and things are different in the diaspora versus how it is in africa but surprisingly enough things are also changing in africa itself right yeah. so now we have this is the era you know the gen z is it gen z i believe yeah. <laughs> so things, things yeah things are very different like there's a lot more access you know than we had growing up a lot of kids are now empowered wow. right the cell phone a lot of kids are now empowered to speak up you know because that's what they see on social media they see other people do that so it empowers them to speak up but then our generation who grew up for the most part in africa in the traditional way where we barely had cell phones there was no internet there was no social media so we didn't have as much access so now it's like especially for those in africa I mean, the parents are also struggling to, you know, integrate kind of both cultures. So the culture before the, you know, the, the social media age and the culture after the social media age. So it's something that is very, very difficult, even for the parents and the children. Right. And it could lead to depression because, you know, there could be some kind of miscommunication. Obviously, a parent is is trying to raise a child up based on how their view of life and how they were raised. And then the child is trying to own their life based on their reality at the moment. So there's always that clash. And then, you know, a child will feel like my parents don't like me. And then the parent will feel like my child doesn't like me. And then that's how it just, you know, goes down the drain. Right. So a lot of things can actually influence our mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very important that we are very mindful of both cultures. And we, I mean, at the end of the day, I believe that, I mean, you can speak more to that, but I think if we take it easier on ourselves and on each other, I think that we will be more sensitive to the issues that people go through, especially when it has to do with your mental health. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, you mentioned when we were talking about the integration of cultures from Africa to here and the different generations, you know, even now I still have that issue with my younger generation right here in the U.S. Those their parents that may grew up in the 1960s and 70s was a different mm -hmm. time yes. than when their children are growing up now. So even they get that clash. Yes. Technology and social media age. So it's not even, you know, different cultures. It's different generations, generations. too. Add an eye and balance things. And then, you know, when we were talking about depression, people don't even really know what depression looks like. Yes. You know, so they're asking questions like, so if I'm depressed, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Right. And so depression can appear in so many different ways. It can affect your appetite. Sometimes you may overeat, sometimes yeah. you may not eat. You may excessively worry about things all the time to where you can't get about going to your day-to-day -day activities, mm -hmm. your sleeping habits. Either you're not sleeping or you're sleeping too much. You don't have any pleasure in doing anything. You self-isolate all the time, right? Yeah. So that social with, you know, you, you socially withdraw yourself. And, and, and so that's what depression looks like, especially when these are happening over a long period of time. Of time, yes. Months at a time. Yes. There's, there's something going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's very important. And also they, that, that's I believe that's called chronic depression, right? Mm -hmm. Chronic depression syndrome or something like that. But then we also have that acute depression that, you know, we tend to just push under the rug like, oh, yeah, I'm just feeling bad. I'll get over it. But then again, with time, you find out that you're not getting over it. And that's when it goes to chronic. Boom, right? you hit it. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm happy you mentioned that because when you have those little acute episodes or those short-term episodes, like grieving, for example, you may have lost yeah. someone. And and I was, I, you know, I had a talk with, you know, shout out to uh, Yuri Ndumu and Mami Pekin Talks. Yeah. But I had a session where we were talking about grieving. And I tell people all the time that grieving doesn't necessarily mean losing a human being. Yes. It can be losing a job. Yes. Be, you know, ending a relationship, going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Grieving can even be when a series on Netflix ends. Yes. Right? <laughs> Bridgerton. Okay. <laughs> When the episodes are done and you're like, yo, I'm sad. We have to go back and watch over again. Like, ooh. <laughs> exactly, right? So now because you're down, your show's over, let's find the next one. So you're yeah. able to hop out of that. So that acute episode of what you're going through, you're able to bounce back. So that's the biggest thing. So if you're not able to bounce back, then that's when then that's when you need to to talk to someone. Right, right. That's very important. I'm so glad that you mentioned. I'm so very glad. So you also had spoken about uh, your, you know, from our discussion before you had mentioned your holistic approach to mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to know if you can actually explain to us what that means. Yeah, and course. yeah. Well, with with the holistic approach, sometimes, you know, because it's psychiatry, we're just thinking only, you know, your brain, anything brain related. So your emotions, yes. your moods. But then I tell people there's more to what's going on than just that. So I want to know the whole person. Yeah. You know, where do you live? What do you do for a living? What does your family look like? You know, what, what what's your what are your your social environments, your work environments, your families? Tell me a little bit more, a little bit more about that because technically maybe the mood or emotion that you're going through now as a result of those external factors that you're also, you know, mm-hmm. in or working in or, you know, how your relationships look like. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by whole, definitely. And, and different treatment approaches too. So it's not always just medication. Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to the treatment piece, you know, it's not because people get scared. They're like, Oh, you know, I don't want to pill. Um, yes. Or for those, it can be the other way. It's like, I don't, I therapy wise, like, is therapy even going to be useful? Just give me a pill. Yes, that's people, true. Pill to, you know, I just need to fix for it, but I don't want to talk to anybody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but, but therapy is something that we tend to shy away from and people think it's a waste of time and that's, true. that's not accurate. Yeah. And people look at it as a weakness too. Like, and, oh yeah, if I go to therapy, it means, I mean, like you mentioned, first of all, accepting the fact that you need help, right? Because people look at it like, oh, if I go to therapy, that means I am sick, but I don't feel sick. So I don't think I'm sick. So I don't need therapy because I can do all bad by myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, so you're you're a hundred percent right. And and to just touch light on therapy real quick, there are different kinds of therapies mm-hmm. to, be able to understand. So they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna talk about my problems. No, not not necessarily. That is a form of therapy, talk therapy. There's mm-hmm. supportive therapy, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, there's right. electrical behavior therapy. And so it just kind of gets into the realm of how you are, how your patterns are, like how are you thinking. Yes. Because sometimes our just our, our thinking, our, our thoughts are a little bit distorted and we just kind of have to rearrange and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have you're not really good at forming relationships. Yeah. So it kind of gets into the nitty-gritty of that. And mm-hmm. then there are trauma-based therapies. There are probably certain things that could have happened. You could have been raped. Yes. You could have been, you could have been physically abused. Mm-hmm. You could have been, you know, verbally abused, always told. I have patients who have been told that they were ugly, stupid, fat, their whole yeah. childhood. Yes. Right. And so now that they're an adult they're still thinking that that's their worth. 
when it's yes. not, you know? And so you need to get into those therapies that kind of, re- you just kind of retrain pretty much your thoughts and just to kind of make you feel way better about yourself to help motivate, encourage, and tell you that you should love you. you yes, know? yes, yes. That's that's very powerful. I mean, that I think has actually answered part of my question because I was just about to ask like, what ideas and tips can you share with the audience on how to manage their mental health when they see warning signs? Because I know, like we just mentioned, not everybody would want to even go seek therapy of any sort, right? So, right? So when they see, first of all, how do they even realize that you had mentioned, you know, if you feel bad, or down every now and then. And even with anxiety, anxiety is closely related to depression because if you're always anxious and stuff, but if you could share with us any additional tips that you may have for, you know, patients or people who don't even know their patients, you know, on how to see warning signs and also manage their mental health by themselves. Absolutely. So definitely with, you know, managing our mental health, I tell people, let's, let's first talk about the conversation, let's open up. I think right. developing a support system is super important. Important, yeah. Because um, that's where it starts. Before, you know, for those that might be a little bit uncomfortable seeking help immediately, mm-hmm. what about your inner circle? Do you have one or two friends? And, and you know, it's super important to be able to, it's not a one-way street with the friendships and the support system. Yes. When you're trying to seek help, you should be also present to give help to others. Yes. You know, and when you're going through anything acute, like we had mentioned in terms of being able to help manage the little things, taking breaks. Yes. I mean, it's that little, my Apple watch, which I loved for those that have for the, for the Apple. (laughs) When when your little uh, watch tells you to take a deep breath. Yes. Take that breath. Take that breath. Yes. You know, I used to think it was annoying myself, like it's beeping, it's doing this. And then I'm like, you know, let me just actually close my eyes real quick for a good 30 seconds. And it's like a reset. Yes. So taking deep breaths, taking mm-hmm. short walks, mm-hmm. you know, these medications that we take are, you know, helping to alter certain hormones in our brain. But naturally, those things can be secreted by just taking walks. Yes. Ha- having laughter with friends, mm-hmm. you know, creating, you want to be able to create that environment for yourself. Massages. Right, right. Something oh, yeah. Simple. If you right, massages are great. Going to brunch, which I love. <laughs> Going to brunch with friends, just that one hour and 30 minutes is like a right. reset to kind of. So it's the little things that we can do. And then if you constantly do those things and you're not getting any better, then what do you do? You seek help. Seek Where help. can you get resources for those that are insured? There's a number on the back of your insurance card. Sure. Call them. If you have a primary care doctor, talk to your primary care doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Psychologytoday.com is one of my best resources. Right. So I go to psychologytoday.com, put in zip code, insurance, what you think you may have, and it gives you a list of providers with their faces and their bios. And you figure out which would be a match for you based off of that. Right, right. I mean, you literally answered two questions that I had, the last two questions with your response, (laughs) like no joke. And I'm really, I'm glad like it's, you know, it fires me up when, you know, the guest comes two steps ahead of me, you know, because I was just about to ask, like, are there any resources, you know, to share with people, you know, about where to seek help with anxiety and depression, you know? And I mean, you had already mentioned, you know, like to go on psychology.com and then with all of that, you get the resources and the people that you can actually see to get that help. But I don't know if there was any other resource you have, including your practice, actually. Oh, yes. Thank you. (laughs) You know, the pandemic has definitely allowed a lot of virtual consulting. Yes. And of course, because I also work with Talkspace, 
I tend to see patients across the U.S. So I'm in Maryland, but I have patients in Arizona and, and even in New York and Jersey. But um, you can definitely contact us through www.capital, which is C-A-P-I-T-A-L, not with an O, um, mhg.com. We have a bunch of resources there. Without you reaching out to us personally for your own sake, NAMI is one of my best resources as well, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Mm -hmm. They have so many resources. So www.nami.com can help. It has, you know, the suicide prevention hotline number on there. Right. Um, How to access any other psych resources that you may need. And at any point in time, because I have patients that have had absolute breakdowns right then and there, they're Mm -hmm. crisis centers. Yes. Crisis centers. I always tell people to, you know, we'll look it up even during the consult, local crisis Mm -hmm. that you can reach out to right Mm -hmm. then and there in your neighborhood. And if not call 911. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And um, I will also be having some of those resources um, on my web, on our website, uh, which is uh, www.livingafricanpodcast.com. So there are so many resources that will be shared with you guys for you to, you know, seek help and also Let's just not forget to be nice to one another. Ultimately, like I always say, you know, being nice, just an act, a single act of kindness, you know, goes a very long way because I mean, with, especially with the pandemic, we've heard numbers from numbers of, you know, mental health cases skyrocket. So just to be nice to one another, that's actually very, very important at, you know, keeping our mental health healthy. Right. So any last words that you have for us? You you said it, (laughs) act of kindness. Let's, let's, you know, let's be kind to one another. Let's not be quick to judge because yeah. you never know tomorrow. You might be in that situation. Right. You know? And and so I think it's just super important for us to be aware. We need to be self-aware mm-hmm. of our feelings and those around you. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking thank to you. you for having I hope me. we can I know. I hope we can do this again so many other times. Oh, we'll do it again. This this thing is, it's it's really broad. So I can definitely see you having more episodes and I look forward to them most definitely. Thank you very much. So we've come to the end of the podcast. I hope the discussion does not end here though. And I hope that we can actually have more of these conversations within our circles and create safe spaces for us to be able to talk to one another and also learn to be more understanding, accepting, and tolerating of each other. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I will catch you on the next episode. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our show. If you want to participate in the show or find out more helpful resources, then visit www.livingafricanpodcast.com for more information or email us at hello at livingafricanpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to connect with us on all social media platforms at Living African Podcast. You can also connect with Anyo directly on Facebook or Instagram at Anyo Fombard. Thanks again for listening and let's not forget to be more understanding and nicer to one another.